Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's say good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, WEEU in Reading, Pennsylvania and the Golf News Network. I'm JT and this is where we talk to the truly interesting people in the world of golf. We want to thank the folks over at Painted Hills Natural Beef for supporting this show, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also the folks at Ben Hogan Golf factory direct prices to you from benhogangolf.com well he's back that's that's you know not the plague or anything it's our good friend gary van sickles coming back we've had a couple majors since we've talked to him and some other great stuff some great stuff happening on the lpga tour mr gary how are you i'm great i'm back despite popular demand so (laughs) it's it's good to be here (laughs) yeah so the first thing i gotta ask you is and i know you'll have a great take on this what is the deal with Kepka and DeChambeau? It's it's nothing. It's a big waste of time. There a bunch you. of people in the media, they don't have Tiger to write about. They don't really have Phil to write about. He had a, you know. who If you take Tiger and Phil out of the mix, what does today's golf lineup of stars look like? Who, who really blows your skirt up and gets you excited? Not too many. Uh, there aren't not too many. DeChambeau's the top attraction now because he hits it so far. Every time he comes to town, they write about him. They put cameras on him because he's a freak show. He hits it. You know, he's Happy Gilmore <laughs> in, in real real time, and he hits it 375, 380, and he won the Open. He's won a, a few other things, so he's the big name. But Kepka, look, everybody doesn't, lo- doesn't like everybody, and Kepka made the mistake of rolling his eyes when on live TV when DeChambeau walked by, and so now it's a thing. Now, there's a little something there besides that. They, uh, I mean, you can go back, uh, go back a year when, remember when DeChambeau bulked up, he hit the weight room hard for six months, and he's drinking six protein shakes a day, whatever. So he, tw- he puts a tweet out, and he tweets it at Brooks Kepka. Hey, Kepka, how do you like my six-pack? And he was showing off his abs. And Kepka sent him a – Kepka answered him. He took a picture of his four trophies. He said, how do you like my four-pack, his four <laughs> major t- championships? Because at the time, DeChambeau had zero. Right. So DeChambeau has got uh, what we used to call an alligator mouth and a hummingbird butt. Um big talk and didn't really hadn't back it up and why is he tweeting that at Brooks Kepka? I just I guess he feared Kepka was the top muscle man on the tour I don't know so I, I don't I think there's a little something at the base of it all I don't know what incident it was but uh, it's not like they hate each other 
DiCaprio's just like, yeah, that guy is weird, and DeChambeau's, DeChambeau's like the outsider trying to get in the club. I'm cool, too. Let me in. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Uh, but it's, it's a feud. I mean, it's not a feud, and I've seen a few guys on Twitter remark about that, and I, I wanted to say, really, you're really going to support this and build it up on purpose when you know it's nothing? I mean, really, that's what you do to sell something? So I, it's, to me, it's nothing. Now, they'll never be partners in the Ryder Cup, but who, so what? You know, I mean, there's plenty of guys who weren't partners in the Ryder Cup. I, I just think it's a, I think it's a big waste of time to, to even read the stories. I just there's not it's a big nothing burger, as they say, politics. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's just been you know pushed by certain golf writers out there, not you, but other ones. And it's kind of like uh, nobody can put their finger on it. What really happened, though? You know, it, it, if, yeah, if th- in th- fact anything some, happened. There is something I heard heard from one guy. I don't know. He didn't only had half the story. He asked Kepka about something about it. And all he'd said was he didn't keep his word. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So it from a broken promise of some kind. I don't know what. Kepka has a chip on his shoulder, but Kepka and the whole thing has come off looking like a cyber bully, and Bryson DeChambeau has come off looking like a a needy, spoiled country club brat. So, I mean, <laughs> congratulations on your public images you've developed. Good job. <laughs> and and there's look, there's the wild card that I mean, after this started, I think they both realized, you know, we've got this. Uh, it's called a PIP player. Uh, I remember the words, but there's a bonus pool for the top ten players who are the most quote popular unquote at the end of the year, and that's and one of the things they measure somehow they're going to measure your internet um, importance, how many things you say get retweeted and Instagram, and so your internet presence is a big part of this pool. Which is a, it's a forty million dollar pool. Oh Jesus! So after this thing, they announce this thing. I mean, it's, it's a chance that after this this little feud, this quote feud started, maybe they both decided, hey, this is great. Let's keep it going. Might be worth a million bucks. Might be worth a couple million here if we get up in the top five. You know. Well, they might. That pool, that yeah, pool started to keep these. Make sure these guys didn't think about jumping over to the. Uh, Premier Golf League, which is the Saudi Arabian money. They want to put these guys in teams and play in a, 18 weeks around the world and all this stuff. And, yeah, it's never going to happen. No. Mick- Mickelson's all for it because he knows he can't beat these guys here. He'd rather take some guaranteed money. But, uh, yeah, nobody's going to do it. The only one I heard actually say yes besides Phil was uh, Lee Westwood. And Yeah, um, another guy who's done. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting, but uh, you know, I come from the world of um, horses and rodeo and that kind of stuff. And there was a deal a few years ago where they uh, were going to do that a different league instead of the PRCA for the Cowboys. Finally, the commissioner said, "Well, yeah, you can go over there and play, but you can't come back here." And that kind of killed yeah, I, killed it, you know. And that's basically what. Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, is basically what he said: "If you play there, you're out." Yeah. So no one's going to leave this, and 
Now, would that hold up in court? I doubt it. But do you really want to go through that to try to come back, you know? Well, Look, you... if they don't ha- if they don't have five of the top five of the top fifteen guys in the world on that thing, uh, that 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 idea is dead in the water. It never even gets off the ground. So, and they don't. So I don't. It's kind of a waste of time to talk about it, but it keep it just won't go away. You know, they got so much money, it just won't go away. Well, that's true. I've been over there, and they have lots of money. They have more money than you can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm available to be hired to to cover this thing for the right <laughs> money. You um, know, for about one point five million, I'm 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 the guy. You know, I'll write the heck out of that thing. Well, the other thing, Gary, is there's not too many golf courses over there. In Saudi Arabia itself, I played one. No, I, well, I think they're going to play them all. I think they're going to play them all over. They? I, I don't yeah. know if they really specified where they're going to play, but I think they're going to play across Europe and you know wherever they want to go. I don't know. Oh yeah, they're going to play in Europe and the Emirates and all those Dubai and all that stuff. But the one I played in Saudi Arabia was grass was sparse. Let's just put it that way. It was it was at a premium. <laughs> grass was yeah. It was pretty good. Um, how long we got before we got a break here, Davey? Two minutes. Okay, we're good. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you real quick before we go is uh, to break is jump over to the LPGA uh, a little bit. We've seen like the Corda sisters or uh, Nelly Corda, especially I think, has been doing some some great stuff. I, I was watching a little bit of it last weekend. And in her last two tournaments, she was like twenty-five under, pretty good. She's she's on a tear. She's number one in the in their world rankings, which is shocking because uh, a bunch of those Korean ladies have such great golf swings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see textbook golf swings? Go watch go watch Ko and Lee and a couple of the others in Ji Chung. Uh, they got some great swings over there. And I have the same problem everybody has. It's hard to keep them straight because their names are so similar. But I, I did not, I did not realize that Nellie Corda could be the number one player among that group. I, I thought she was just another pretty good American who would be like number ten in the world, and these other Korean players would dominate. And she plowed right through them like they're not there. So, hey, the LPGA needed an American star. Here she is. We are going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be back with Gary Van Sickle, yours truly, JT. Dr. Dave is in the house today. And uh, we're going to be talking more golf right after this. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, the answer of the Golf News Network and WEEU. And re- is it Reading or Reading? I think it's Reading, Pennsylvania. It's the way it's spelled. We've got Gary Van Sickle with us. Uh, don't forget our friends down at Langdon Farms. If you're cruising down I-5, if you're going south, look to your left there at Aurora. Beautiful golf course, great uh, grill in there you can have a lot of fun with it and they have a great prime rib special so even the people on the east coast if you get out here to the west coast and you're driving down there check it out like that you can email us at info at grilling at the 
find us on Facebook and Twitter and what nine thousand other platforms now, David. Something, something like that. Something like that. David handles all that for me. We're talking with our good friend Gary Van Sickle. Um, you know we've we've seen some pretty good golf in the majors lately. Um, it was you know Mickelson won. I think that was a bit of lightning in a bottle, but. Uh, you know and then of course bryson won um it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the british plays out this year or the open as they call it want to get your take on that well you talk about just strictly the british or the majors we've already watched i I want to i want to cover the the ones the majors we've already seen so far yeah it's look the men's on the men's side it's been fabulous you know i John Rahm really saved the U.S. Open. That that exciting finish is what we're going to remember. That that whole last day was fun because the golf course, like the U.S. Open should, was was winning, and everybody was going backwards more or less, or <laughs> seemed like they were, even if they weren't. They rose up and then they went backwards. Like Azinger on the broadcast said, it's it's like the cream cream is rising to the top, and then half an hour later he goes, well, the cream rose to the top, and then it soured. <laughs> guys fell apart and went backwards, and that's kind of what the Open is supposed to be. But Rom's finish, I mean, I thought, think about it. Can you think of it since Tiger in 2008 with Torrey Pines? What finish of the U.S. Open has been better than John Rom making those two putts in the last two holes to win? Oh, nothing. I, I, yeah, I mean, I almost get goosebumps even bringing it up. That was that good. Phil's win was, you know, ridiculous. That was. That was a case where he played well, and you know Brooks Kepka, the guy who was supposed to be the closer, joined everybody else who fell down in front of him and handed it to him in a in a way. And then you had Matsuyama at the, at the Masters. It was a great finish if you watch Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know they had a rain delay on Saturday. When they came back out, this guy shredded the back nine. Forget uh, if he had four or five birdies or what he did, but. You know, he just stuck it close to every hole. If he, if he missed the green, it, he, he pitched it up for a tap-in. I mean, it was phenomenal stretch of golf, and that's really what won him the tournament Sunday. He just kind of went out and uh, made tried not to lose it. And, and, you know, it was still exciting, but Saturday was the day it all happened. Those those were pretty good. And, you know, you have to want to throw in Nellie Corda blitzing. Uh, what did she, uh, she finish at 19 or 20 under, I think? Nin- 19, the, I think, yeah. 19. The KPMG championship the but their their women's PGA championship more or less uh, that that was a great finish too so we've already been party to uh, a great season of, of majors in the uh, in 2021 I'm not going to offend you by including any of the PGA Tour champions majors uh, <laughs> because you know I mean that's that's kind of oxymoron senior tour majors but Steve Stricker won this last week uh, that's you know he shot 63 at Firestone the opening day and wow I mean that just uh, the, the, it was set up so hard that uh, that 63 was really pretty pretty darn meaningful so I'm not sure he he just kind of held on it wasn't like a, a drama to the very end but uh, that was a good one so but yeah well I'm not going to pretend the senior tour has majors and well they they kind of do but. Uh, gosh, nobody watches them. You know, here's the thing: the senior. What's the senior? You know, what the worst thing that happened to the senior tour this year was Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship. 
Yeah. He just got five more years of exemptions into all the majors. He's never going to go play the senior tour now. He's played, what, three tournaments and he won two of them? Or did he, is he two for two? It seems to me he played a third one and didn't win. But he's... Why would he? Why would you give up the glory and the money of the PGA Tour and the sponsor money for the senior circuit, where you know, even if you win everything, nobody's still going to care, and the money's a lot less, especially endorsement money. So, uh, yeah, I think the senior. I think Phil winning the senior tour just lost Phil Mickelson. Well, I think too that he would he would go back and play. <clears throat> excuse me, would go back and play the senior tour only if. He forgot his credit card at home, and he needed to pay his uh, fuel bill for his jet. You know, he might go and yeah. spend three days, play the round, get the check, give it to the pilot, and then move on type thing. But if you're just playing on the senior circuit, the kind of endorsement sponsor money you're going to get from advertisers or whomever is so much less. I mean, you just don't get exposure on the senior tour. Right. They're not. They're not on TV as much. They're in a smaller window time frame, um, and, and they get they get no. There's nobody watching. I mean, I, I'm using that term loosely, but I'm sure they don't even get a register on the Nielsen scale of, you know, which most golf channel shows don't get don't even get out above zero point zero. Right. Um, so that you just don't you just don't get the kind of money, and you know, Phil's got to he expects to be paid because he's Phil, and rightfully so. But you don't get that in the senior tour. Now, problem solved. He's got five more years on the PGA Tour. Doesn't matter if he misses every cut. He's a big name. He's on the he's on the big tour. He's going to get the big money. So that that was a because the senior tour right now. I don't know if there is a way to spice it up. There probably isn't. But you know, uh, the guys who are turning fifty later this year, I think, are Robert Allenby and uh, I. Stuart Appleby, maybe, and somebody. You know, there's, there's just they don't have, they don't have a superstar uh, because we're out of superstars. You know, in this grand scheme of superstars, Phil was next in line, and now he's not going to play. And then next would be Tiger in five years, and we don't know if he's going to be playing golf at all. So that's true. Big blow to the senior tour. Phil winning the <clears throat> PGA. That was, that was. Uh, they're not going to get him now. Probably made Lanny Watkins say terse things off the microphone. Um, I think we got to take a break here. We're coming up. And uh, Gary Van Sickle and I will be right back here on Grilling at the Green. Stay with us. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at BenHoganGolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today we're talking with Gary Van Sickle, and Dr. Dave is in the studio with us. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. If you ever get a chance to try Painted Hills Natural Beef, I recommend it highly. Um, also, Ben Hogan Golf Tour Quality Clubs at Factory Direct Prices. Check that out at BenHoganGolf.com. Um, don't forget, you can email us, send us messages, carrier pigeons, whatever you want. 
We'll respond eventually. We got Gary Van Sickle with us today, former superstar there at Sports Illustrated, and now with uh, Morning Read. What's going on at Morning Read, real quick, Gary? We, I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but we've got a deal where our content is what we call stories now. Our content now appears at si.com. So ironically, I'm back. You're back home. Writing for Sports Illustrated, but. Minus the payroll, minus the salary, minus the benefits. <laughs> I'm just a freelance guy whose stuff now, like all the other SI.com writers. Uh, so, yeah, they, SI.com didn't really, they don't really have anybody covering golf, and they basically just bought some golf content from us. And so if you want to see the content, uh, you can't go to Morning Read. You have to go to SI.com. So uh, I think the only thing I've had so far is I did a story – Maybe we could talk about this. I did a story on there's this, there's this mystery shaft from South Korea. It's oh, called yeah. the It's called the Autoflex. Yeah. They're super lightweight, and they're super whippy. I mean, you feel like it's almost like a fishing rod. You're like, well, this can't be any good. It defies everything we know, the conventional wisdom of shafts. This thing, you hit it farther, and it goes straighter. Hmm. It's, 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 it, you know, and, and the, the, my favorite part of this whole story is the company behind it, Dumina, they are not going to file for a patent or trade, you know, patent on the process, on the shaft, because they don't want anybody to know how they made it. Because they're, you know, they're over there. They realize nobody in Asia pays any attention to copyright or trademark no, laws. No. So if you if you put if you get a trademark, here's a blueprint on how to how to do it. Everybody just steals it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things you hear about it. You're skeptical. I watched a video of these guys who have a pot who have a you think a YouTube show. It's called TXG for Tour Tour Extreme mm-hmm. Tour Tour Experience Golf. They have shops in Toronto. They're club fitters, and this one guy is a real expert with clubs. He knows everything. And the buddy's like six two, and probably a long drive guy. He's got 122 miles an hour club at speed, and they're talking about this club and the shaft, and they're going, "Yeah, there's no way. It's it's too whippy." And this guy, this big left hand, he's a lefty. The guy gets up. The first one he hits on the middle 353. The second one he hits on the middle 374. And they're looking at each other like, "What?" And his club head speed went up from 122 to 127 using this using the shaft. And they tinkered with it a little bit and got his club head speed up to 130 um, by putting in a different head and moving some weights around. Anyways, so the cool thing is you you don't want a longer shaft. You want to shorten it to like, you know, whatever you shorten it to 45 inches. I think mine, I have one now. Uh, I, I paid it. I, you, I, you know, I'll get to the punchline in a minute. But you <laughs> have to be a certain swing weight like D0 or D1 You've got to have really a guy who knows what he's doing set it up. You can't just pull your shaft out of your club and stick it in because it's probably not going right. to be a perfect fit. And this thing has uh, this shaft has a high kick point, high launch point. So you you want to probably drop a degree of loft. So this guy, Joe Corsi of Corsi's Indoor Golf in Greensburg, which is next to Latrobe, we, we know who lives there. Right. He used to live there. He set it up for me. He took me from a 10.5-degree driver to a 9-degree nine, nine and... You know, I picked up uh, on the monitor, and I was swinging crummy that day. He fit me. I mean, I picked up I picked up ten yards of carry on the monitor. So the punchline is: How bad do you want to pick up ten to fifteen yards of 
carry with your driver. Well, the shaft is $780. Not that much. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, and here's the bad part is, he, he didn't put it, he couldn't he put it in my, my driver head was like two years old. He's like, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, you needed a lower loft. So, he put me in the new Titleist TSI 3 head. You can't just buy a head from driver from Titleist. I mean, I have to buy the whole Titleist, the whole driver. Right. So, he can put the shaft in the head. So the driver's like 500 bucks. So my bill for getting my club set up was $1,325. Oh, man. And I took it out the first day I used it in the Monday Night Golf League I'm in. I reached both par fives and two, and I hadn't even thought about doing that. So, <laughs> you know, it's perfect for guys my age, you know, senior senior guys who are go- they're starting to lose distance, but... The amazing thing is, I've had guys on Twitter saying, "Oh, that can't be real. You can just go out and buy a cheap, a cheap lightweight shaft and do this." So it's like, well, then go ahead and try it because you're not going to hit it straight with any of those. You, this thing, there's something about it. I don't know why it works. I mean, I wrote a story about it. I don't know why it works. You can read it on SI.com. Go to golf SI.com. Look under golf and go to gear, and the story's there. But I don't know why it works because nobody does. No, it's, it's the opposite of what we think. You need a stiff shaft for accuracy and you know and for distance. And I don't know. It's you know it's semi magical. So check it out. And if you got seven hundred eighty dollars, you don't want want to gain a few <laughs> yards. You, you can you can contact Joe Corsi via uh, email or Twitter or something. It's in the story. And you know he's he's. He's he sold two hundred of these in like in let in less than four months when, since oh, it's come out. Because as soon as one you know, some he sends it back to some guy in Maryland, the guy in Maryland goes play golf with his buddies. He's now hitting it past his buddies ten or fifteen yards and they're going, What is that? Well, guess what? The other three guys in it's foursome, they order him too. So sure. then the guys start I want a three wood also. It just never ends. Oh no. No no. You know, I wouldn't mind a three a three wood, but you know, I need to I need to take about a year off before I spend another seven hundred eighty dollars on a shaft or a three wood. Can't do that. I mean, I can't do the whole set in a week. You know, right? Or you need to finish painting the basement. So you know, yes. What thanks a- for thanks for bringing that up. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would be done now if we didn't have such good weather, and I was forced to play golf. I know. I mean, these things happen. I know. Well, remember, I sent you that prescription from Doctor Tracy to tell you, you know, your wife that you needed some time away from the paintbrush. I, I need exercise. Yeah, I yeah. have to get out and play golf and you know use my arms. Yeah, no, that was really good. Uh, we got a couple three minutes here before we go to break, but I wanted to ask you something. I'm a I'm kind of a believer in karma, and I thought when they made John Rom pull away from the the tournament because of the COVID test, and I wrote some stuff on Twitter about it. I said, I just said, hey, what happens if he goes <clears throat> across the street and gets a COVID test over at Walgreens or CVS or something, and it comes back negative? What were his options? But anyway, then he comes back and, you know, wins the Open. But my my point is, is um, I am kind of a believer in karma because I think he really got gypped that day when they when they made him withdraw. Well, he did get gypped, but, you know, look, just look, those are the rules they had in place. Right. And, it, I mean, he knew, look, he knew when he went in there he'd been exposed. I think it was his wife, I don't recall, I think, but he knew he'd been exposed, and he knew he was going to have to get tested every day. 
Uh, he didn't go in the locker room that week because he knew. And when he played, when he played every practice round and every round in the memorial, he told his playing partners, "Hey, look, I tested positive. You know, I, I've been exposed. You know, don't get near me during the round." Sure. So he knew the whole week. It wasn't like this blindsided him. He knew, and then he, and then it happened. But still, it stinks. But that was the rules they have in place. Yeah. And uh, I think, in, I think when we get to July first, I think the tour is done testing players for COVID. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. What what if I went across the street and got a test and it said negative? I mean, what kind of a what kind of a deal is that? But um, look, there you're you basically your employer has the rules and you got to go by the rules your employer sets up, even if you think they're not good rules. So he got gypped. I thought the karma would get in the way. I thought it'd be excess baggage that would trip him up. So I mean, I I did not bet him uh, at the start of the week in. Uh, at the U.S. Open, I thought that all this stuff was going to get in the way, and then as we got to the weekend, I looked around and was like, "Yeah, who's going to beat this guy?" Yeah. So I did. I did place a wager on him and did okay. So, uh, but yeah, I, I it seen this guy's playing the best golf we've seen in quite a while. He was he was stomping the field. He was up by six. Yep. <clears throat> and he had to, and he had to withdraw. So it was a easy. It was almost too obvious. He got his first tour win at Torrey Pines. He proposed to his wife at Torrey Pines. He seems like such a nice guy, and humble guy. How do you not like John Rahm? He seems like a big, nice, fun guy. Oh, yeah. Like a big bear, like a big, friendly bear. He's a nice guy. He's got Phil rooting for him all the time. And with that, we're going to go to break um, here on Bar- Barbecue Nation. Wrong show, right, David? Yeah, we're going to go to break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be back with Mr. Van Sickle right after this. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT with Dr. Dave, and we've got Gary Van Sickle with us today, our uh, our resident uh, media curmudgeon how's that but before we get to uh, gary we're gonna jump over to bruce Furman with his golf tip of the week today's tip is just a how to start your backswing most pros have what we call a forward press this is usually done with their body rather than their hands although sometimes people do use a hand press but they kick their right knee in or they lift their right heel and set it back down or sometimes they have a slight press into their left leg and then the takeaway is a movement to the right and you'll see actually that and you have to look at it on video to see this but you'll actually see the pros actually move slightly before they even start the club back so they move to the right and then let the rotation happen and you, it, it's a subtle move and you have to be careful not to sway you got to keep your right hip inside your right foot but develop a little forward press and then move off the ball to the right to start your swing and i think you'll play better thank you bruce we appreciate that you can find out more about bruce Berman and his programs if you go to langdonfarms.com click on instruction there's a drop down menu there there's a nice picture of bruce kind of a silver-haired good-looking guy and he'll help you out now back with uh, gvs here on uh, grilling at the green i did not to beat the rom thing to death but i just really thought that was appropriate that he came back and won like that it just it made me feel good you know it, it did when those and making those two putts it made us all forget kind of how the first two days weren't that great of the tournament 
as much as I like Richard Bland, the, the, the nobody from nowhere who was leading after 36 holes, he would have been a great story. But he kind of he kind of validated Torrey Pines as a site. He validated the setup. It was a it was a feel good it was a feel good week. I didn't feel like that when Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open a wing foot. This one made me feel like you said it made me feel good. I agree. Yeah. His, yeah. his big enemy now is what happens all the time when you hit your first major is you know a little bit of complacency. It's easy to do other stuff and not do put in all the work you did. And the second thing is, and I've had a, any number of major champions tell me this is over the years is that every time they play they feel like they get introduced for the next year as the U.S. Open champion. You get in that tee and they feel like they got to play like the U.S. Open champion when they're in the John Deere Classic or any sure. other tour event. They feel there's a, bur- a pressure they have to live up to. They have to play that good and a lot of guys put too much pressure on themselves and, and play poorly for six months until they figure out what they're doing to themselves. So, yeah, he's got complacency and uh, self-imposed pressure as a major champion, but you always think that's not going to bother a guy like John Ram. I don't. I don't think so. I don't so. think he's. Uh, but you never know. But yeah, he's a very likable guy, and uh, I'm I'm very happy with him at number one in the world rankings. I think that's a that's a fun guy to have up there. Yeah, nothing but... nothing wrong with Dustin Johnson. He's just not. He doesn't evoke fun. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't inspire me. John Ramba's win was inspirational in some ways. Absolutely. I mean, DJ, he's he's a cruiser. You know, he's a cruiser. We just, uh, he just, whatever life throws at him, he just kind of keeps going and plods along and does that. You know, hell of a golfer, obviously. But um, he doesn't, even when he wins, he doesn't show tremendous emotion. And John Rahm was having a tough time keeping it back, you know, holding it in because of everything and especially like you said proposed to his wife at Torrey Pines they just had a new baby blah 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 you know and I like to see a little emotion in people like that so they don't look like robots all the time people I did a story a year or two ago on why some players are popular and some others aren't and there is no definitive answers but one of the things that attracts people is showing emotion I look at Tiger Woods Mm mm-hmm a lot of reason a lot of reasons to like Tiger Woods, but showing that emotion brings brings the fans into you know brings them into the action. It lets them feel what you feel, uh, and that's that's a big thing. You know what we were talking about earlier. Who is there to root for? Who, who what golfer can you really get invested in? I'm just looking at a list of the top 15 players in the world. You got John Rahm. Okay, yeah, he, he's a fun guy. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, not that interesting. Justin Thomas, he's got all the shots. I think he's a great player, but he never looks like he's having a fun time on the golf course. Colin Morikawa, don't really know him that well yet. He seems like a nice guy, but I'm not going to, you know, sure. join the fan club. Sander Schauffele, another one, very nice guy. Doesn't excite me. Deshambo, some people like him, some people dislike him. Patrick Cantley is cool to the point of being, you know, a block of ice. <laughs> Brooks, Kep- Brooks Kepka is like an assassin. He was closer, except he seems to have lost that gear now. Patrick Reed, you know, we can't root for him for obvious reasons. You're Rory McIlroy, I don't know if he's going to win another major, but there's a guy. With, now there's a guy you're invested in. 
golf needs more guys to get excited about. That's, they don't have enough. That's right. Uh, we want to thank Gary for being with us today. Thank you, Dr. Dave. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. Take care, everybody. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.